recently we had this cute little girl at our beach house and 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 she said can we go look for the dogs again and i said you know we're gonna look for the dogs just because you're so cute and then she looked at me and she goes well, if I weren't cute, did we not go look at the dogs? I was like, oh, shoot, bad teaching moment. So I got down on one knee. I said, you you a good human being? She said, yeah. I said, okay, that's why we're going to go look for the dogs. I need to reinforce to her that her value is that she's a good human being. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Living Good Currency with Tony. Tobias. Today is a special day, and we appreciate everyone that's been tuning in and sharing their comments and reviews and subscribes. We really appreciate it, and, and it's brought a lot of energy to us and keeps us going. And for those of you who are new, Tobias and I sit down each week with a new guest about impact and what they do and how they live their life and how they truly align their passions or purpose to make a life worth living. And we get the honor of, of sitting down with some heavy hitters, as you've known and mm. you've, if you've listened to. And today's a special day. It's someone I've known for years, someone I've admired and seen the growth and success and, mm. and how he treats family and business and infuses ease. And we're excited to be at his house. So uh, we're his guest. Without further ado, we're excited to introduce you guys to Carter Reem, hey. who's a partner and co-founder of M13, a venture capital platform that invests and incubates cutting-edge consumer technology businesses. M13 now has over $1 billion in over three funds and is currently launching its 10th incubated business co-founded with Tony Robbins and Peter Diamantis. Having seeded seven unicorns, M13's portfolio includes Ring. By the way, he does use Ring on the doorbell. I saw it. <laughs> Daily Harvest, FabFit Fun, Transfix, Rothy's Lift, Capsule Chef, and so much more. And prior to M13, Carter was an investment banker at Goldman Sachs, leaving to start and then successfully exit a consumer business prior to founding M13 in 2016. In 2019, Carter and Courtney, his brother, and we're going to go into that, were appointed the first ever executives in residence for the city of Los Angeles by Mayor Garcetti. Carter and his brother are the authors of national bestseller Shortcut Your Startup, which shares business insights to empower the next generation of entrepreneurs. Thanks for having us, Carter. I appreciate it, man. It was a mouthful. Thanks for the introduction. Yes, brother. Glad to be on. Thank you, man. We met um, years ago, um, actually right before you started M13, because I remember sitting down with you and you were showing us the, the definition and the constellations of M13 and getting advice on whether the name fit for what you're doing. But before we get going to M13 and what you're doing currently, um, one of the things that we, we talk about a lot on Good Currency is is really aligning people's personal, professional, and spiritual passions, right? And and how do you take advantage of the time and the limited amount of time? And someone has, that has juggled so much and continues to juggle so much. Take us back to the family of this all, your, your childhood. Do you remember, can you recall the source of inspiration to become an entrepreneur? Like at what point in your childhood did that start from? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, back when we were growing up, uh, I'm not sure entrepreneur was a career option I knew of, you know, like, you know, certain people grew up saying, I want to be a fireman or an entrepreneur or things like that. Uh, you know, my parents just instilled in us just to kind of work hard. Uh, we always just wanted to achieve. So whether it was playing sports growing up or in school, it was always just about achieving and being the best. And some of my parents were able to do that in an environment where we never felt pressure, but all we knew was to do our best and typically to achieve. And so, you know, I uh, ended up going to college in New York at Columbia, graduated with a 4.0 and 
And I remember, you know, people were like, oh, there must have been so much pressure on you. I said, no, it's just kind of what I knew, right? Like, I, I went to college. I wanted to be the best. I worked hard. And, you know, one of the things I think about all the time, my parents really instilled in us to always respect the process, right? So if you do the right things and you work hard and you're a good human being, the right things tend to follow. Um, I recently did a, a, a Zoom with somebody and they were asking me a bunch of questions. Once a month, they kind of do a Zoom with someone they admire and they just kind of talk and go pretty deep. And one of the things we unearthed from that was that all of my goals are always process-driven goals. And what he realized in that discussion were all of his goals were always conclusion-based goals. Mm. And so, you know, his, his experiences he related to me was sometimes, you know, his life's been a little more up and down because you don't always hit your goals if they're the conclusion because there's a lot of things you can't control, right? So he said, I want to sell my business this year. Well, you're either going to sell it or not, and you're letting yourself up for a kind of disappointment, but maybe the macro environment changed and you can't sell your business this year, right? Versus my goals are always, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and I can control those things, right? And so one of the things that it was kind of an interesting unearthing. You know, I love about what he's saying about process, Carter, and the fact that you even sharing the insight that, you know, you were just realizing because it goes to this idea you're setting your intention. In order to have a process, you have, or even a goal, you have to have your intention. And then you're doing the actions to achieve, but the results, as what you just, are, are, you can't predict. So if you just focus on your intentions and the actions, which is the process, then you, then, then you are, and that's what we are, that's what our unearthing has been as well these last few years with good currency is, and trying to be in that flow. Because even if you have a desire to sell your business, and you're so rigid in that, you may sell it because you're so rigid in it, but it may not be the price point or what you, or the right time yeah. to sell, but you were so rigid yeah. in, in your goal setting. Yeah, I always say respect the process, but I'm, I think I'm gonna add enjoy the process, right? Enjoy. Because it is really respect the process, meaning if you do the right things, the right results tend to follow. But I do think one of the things my brother and I learned from our first company was, one of the things I always say as an entrepreneur you need to learn is that the highs are never that high, and the lows are never that low, mm. right? It's really a defense mechanism not to let the lows be that low. But by doing, by learning that muscle, you tend to modulate. And so one of the things we found is we actually don't celebrate the highs enough, right? And so when we started M13, one of the things we said is we're going to just celebrate the moments along the way because it is about the journey and it is about enjoying it. And there are going to be good days. And there are going to be bad days but you got to enjoy those good days. And so we do a lot more, you know, at M13, um, at our all hands every week, we do gratitudes, right? Where we just mm. stop and people can submit them and we read them to others on the team. And uh, it's a lot of little things we do to enjoy the journey because that's, again, win or lose at the end of the day. Speak. It's, you can have a lot of fun and a lot of fulfillment along the way. Uh, Carter, it's something that you said that uh, really touches me deeply is having parents that didn't put any pressure on me, but instilled in me the gifts and talents and, and skills that I would need in life. No, we didn't plan on 30 years of incarceration in some of the most beautiful, uh, I said beautiful, isn't that something? Prison. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, uh, life went on, no one won't even allow me to say brutal, but beautiful. They became beautiful. Why? Because I never felt pressure to perform or to get out. And that's where that getting in the moment but it was being rooted with parents who didn't put any pressure on it. This is what we are. This is who you are. And whatever circumstances or situation you're in, 
So, yes, we're talking about business, but ultimately we're talking about the business of life. The business of life. And if we can just take this in the business of life, because people make up businesses. You know, people can scale. And so, yeah, I just wanted to really make that point, the the parent, the importance of parents or parental guidance and people in our life that gives us the best attitude and perception to go into any situation. You say, yeah, I go to Columbia, New York, 4.0. Did you feel? Nah, this is just what we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> you feel right. So, yeah, thank you. I just wanted to uh, yeah. give one to Well, you know, and family is so important to Carter. I mean, obviously, you, you were, you've you been in several businesses with your brother. Mm. Um, but if we can go back, I know, and in, 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 in I've, I've seen your mom at, at some of these great events that you put on that I've been part of. But, um, you know, it, it, without getting too emotional about it, you brought up parents. And I know your dad had a big role in your life. And, and, you know, just like I know how my mom and I know I remember relating really to you too. If I could say the last few years, I felt closer to you too about that and about family. And if you knew how much love that this team puts on you guys, man, yeah. bro, for the last three months when I told them about you, mm-hmm. it, the amount of prayers and just love that we're sending your way. Cause I want you two to see, I, I, I've been, I've been your number one fan from the moment I met you, but then when I heard about how much love you have for your dad, yeah, and how much he, and how much you did for him, um, I don't want to go. I know it's an emotional thing, but uh, can you give us a little bit about what what pops gave to us and, and you and your brother for and how he helped you and how he continues, by the way. And this is the key to what I was. I remember telling you guys when when that moment happened that this is he's going to be more alive in your life now mm. in the presence of the energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll try not to get emotional. I probably will, but it only mm. takes me a second to, to gather myself. But I'd be selling my mom short if I didn't yes, start with right. my parents yes. uh, in entirety. You know, I always tell people that uh, I had the ultimate uh, upbringing because um, I had the privilege to wake up every single day and work hard. And if I worked hard, I would achieve. And that's the ultimate privilege, right? Yes. And, and I never take for granted that all I had to do was wake up and work hard every day. Mm. Now, having said that, there's a lot of people that work, wake up in the same circumstances that I did and don't work hard, right? But my gosh, what a privilege and what a blessing that yes. I just got to wake up every day. And yes. if I worked hard, I would achieve and wow. I would have success in life. Right. Uh, and that all starts with my parents, right? Uh, my mom um, went to Columbia Business School. Uh, she always tells funny stories. She was only one of 20 females that graduated wow. from Columbia Business School, probably around late 60s. Mm-hmm. As my mom very cutely says, well, all the boys knew who I was, <laughs> but I didn't know all the boys, That's you right. know. Well, um, right. And so my mom uh, had a career for about 10 years. And then when uh, she had my my older brother, she decided to switch uh, careers and, as she says, be the CEO of the household, right. uh, right. arguably the most important That's role. Right. Um, my dad, uh, you know, was uh, kind of ran big companies uh, growing up. And uh, and so, you know, what what's so fun about the journey as parents is they start off as being parents, then they become friends, and then they become mentors. Um, as you referred to, uh, my dad very suddenly passed away five years ago, and you know it uh, obviously shook us to our, mm. our core. Uh, you know, one of the the two things that are hardest about that is 
one, we were having so much fun with him, us learning from him and, and him learning from us, right? So we had kind of entered that phase of our friendship or our, you know, type of thing. You know, he'd be picking our brain about tech. And, you know, I, I will never forget um, the day um, before he passed away, um, he uh, ran a board meeting uh, for a $40 billion company he was the chairman of the board of. And he turned to me that night and said, hey, you know, you were working while I was running that board meeting. Is there anything you think I could have done better? Mm. <laughs> I was like, huh, pretty sure you don't need my advice, Dad. I'm a 35-year-old kid who doesn't know all that much. But that humility and that humbleness and that respect that he said, hey, maybe my son will tell me yes. something that I can do better, right? And yes. That to me was indicative of the type of person he is. And, uh, you know, obviously everything changed in an instant. But like you said, um, what we've come to grips with is that uh, we want to make sure he's never forgotten. And yes. in some odd way, his legacy will be greater because uh, he was kind of frozen in time and went out mm, on top, right? Yes. And so... Um, so one of the things that we've learned over the last five years is that uh, we have to be okay with the tears Come on. Uh, and the smiles. Come and, on, you know, we're constantly going between the two. And so, you know, we're always celebrating him at Father's Day on his birthday. And it's hard to go, oh, we're going to go celebrate my dad today. We're going to bawl our eyes out and be really sad. <laughs> and that's hard, right? Yeah. But we do it because we smile through the tears um, and we know he would want that from us, and we know that uh, we think about him every day. Yes. Um, brother, being that this is a conversation, um, I was talking to uh, Michael, our, uh, our head producer, and I was scheduled to go see my father today. And uh, he had um, a procedure, a heart procedure. And then Michael kind of re- uh, advised me, bro, you know, we can push it but we've already pushed it a few times. And um, when I walked to your doorstep, not to say so much about your doorstep, but the first thing I seen was, I love you. <laughs> you know, and I, I believe uh, being uh, the first son in the family, and the star son, that my father will want me to live my full truth, although I'm flying out tomorrow, uh, 6 a.m., but uh, my father was a big guy, too, in our community, you know. And so to see him where he's at in his life and uh, for you to say these things about your father and to see him working and he was humble enough to ask you advice, uh, you know, you can see, like you said, about tears. And that's one thing I learned, too, bro, that we don't have to get it together sometimes. <laughs> Unless you sit in the tears for a minute. And be fine with that. Yep. You know, this kind of world and culture is all, oh, you got to suck it. No, no, I don't have to suck it up. If I feel like crying, I'm going to cry. You know, emotions are made for us to experience them like like colors, for instance. But I just really want to honor uh, your father and your family and the work that you and your brothers are doing and your wife. Because uh, it doesn't matter uh, what walk of life or origins we think we come to. There's a certain sweetness in our humanity that resonates in all of us. And now here you and I are here and Tony celebrating our parents who did their best to put us in the best situation. 
And at the end of the day, all we want them to do is say, I love you. Yeah. You know, so when I walked into your house and, you know, seeing that before you even come in, that explained to me what I was going to feel today, and that was love. And so when you were speaking, that's what I really resonated with me, brother. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. Oh, man, I appreciate it. You know, that's why it's important about this type of podcast and these conversations we're having, Carter's, because, I mean, we, we, we sought this conversation because we know that there's so much uh, of why you do what you do and, and your brother. And um, can, we, can you uh, go through that motion? So obviously the sudden, and now you're, now you're trying these last five years, really figuring out how to process these emotions. But tell me how that's that in, in your professional life, for example, now, because you had already started M13, so you, the M13 was existing. But can you sense the any sort of shift in the culture of M13, any shift in, in how you saw things and maybe a little bit differently or instilled some of your father and your mom's, um, you know, uh, in, in the culture that you, and I'm, I, I almost feel that the culture that you were so privileged, as you say, which I thank you for even acknowledging the privilege of showing up achieve blessed yeah blessed show up work hard and achieve results is that the sort it seems like from what i hear and see that's the environment you're giving m13 you're really setting up your employees with that type of environment yeah yeah for sure you know i think uh you know it's it's a great question i mean i obviously uh my dad's passing will kind of have forever changes like you said tobias i mean i've never been more okay with crying i mean you know uh the day before um our wedding and you could see even yeah. you know i gotta <laughs> i gotta catch myself for a second there so when i slow down because i'm normally a very fast talker you know i'm getting emotional but you know uh one of the things uh leading up to the wedding that i will answer your question about m13 was i said to my wife uh i showed her this tiktok uh wedding video and i said i should do a tiktok dance mm. at the wedding she goes oh my god you are so <laughs> beyond you better not and so i obviously took that as I better do it. I'll be beyond, but that's why she loves me and why she's marrying me. And so, uh, you know, uh, I I ended up bringing together a group of dancers that work on Beyonce's tour. And we did a whole like flash mob and we practice and, it was amazing, like, you know, the day bef- we did a, a, a rehearsal the day before the wedding, and I was just talking to them, thanking them, and I got really emotional and started tearing up. And, right, that's all just because as a result of my, my dad's sudden passing, I'm just so much more emotional. But I take it, like you said, in a positive way, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'll be on a team call telling someone how much I appreciate them. And, I, you know, for new people, they're like, why is the boss crying, you know? Yeah, but I yeah. said, you know, just give me a second. I'll be fine. And I, I bounce yes. back quickly. You know, I think the the biggest thing about M13, two things that, that we kind of guide ourselves by. One thing we always talk about is the ultimate luxury in life is getting to do what you want with wow. who you want, yes. right? And we so never take that for granted. And so... Um, we work so hard on the culture of M13, where we're spending our time, what we're doing, because uh, we kind of take that kind of luxury seriously. Um, this, the second thing that we talk about a lot at M13 is we just want to be good human beings, yes. right? Hey. And when we launched our book years ago, people would say, what's the key to your success? And we'd be you know, doing the book tour, and I'd say, I think it's just because we're good human beings. And you would Come hear on. the room kind of be like, ah, that's all he's got. <laughs> like I was, I was waiting for like a silver bullet. All he's got was be a good human being. But, you know, my experience going through life, and we talk about it all the time with M13, is if you're just a good human being, people help you, people do things for you that they don't need to do, right? And so 
you know, I think about it so much in my life. Like, why is that person my mentor? Why did that person help me? Or how did that, that, I think it's just because they're like, maybe that kid's smart, but I think it's really because Mm. they're like, he's just a good human being and it makes them want to help me or help M13. Oh, Brother, we call that good currency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm at the right place. Oh, aren't I? I came brother. to the right podcast brother, today. We're you know? in the right place, yeah. brother. Uh, it, it's it's um, my life is uh, a clear example, and I'm pretty sure Tony as well. I leveraged my physical freedom from a thirteen, the Thirteenth Amendment, which is uh, slavery is possible in, in the cases of a crime being committed. And so from 30 years of imprisonment to leverage my freedom with Governor uh, Brown, Jerry Brown, the Honorable, uh, solely based on there's goodness in you. And that goodness has overgrown the circumstances of incarceration, and we need that goodness in the world. You're talking about an investment, Carter. That is the investment of all investments. As a very young person, being coined incorrigible, having no cure, no good within you, then taking on the process that me and you share. We share the same process. Brother, if it was all about the goal, I would have never made it out of there. Brother, days inside of those uh, environments environments are brutal, bro. So it was about the process to the point that life ushered me through officers, through, I'm talking about people who did their crimes. You know, I didn't do my crime. They brought me to the point and said, we want you to talk to the governor's team. Why, brother? It's not because of money. It's not, brother, I don't have no, what did you feel? It was only because people seeing goodness in me, and they knew that they wanted more for me, even if they would not receive that themselves. And so when uh, we speak on that point, that's all he got? That's all we need, bro. <laughs> Our lives are proof, and thus we created, uh, you know, good currency and what we're doing. But I really, that comes from our formula of me. I start with the spirit, personally. And I believe that spirit flows through our person. And then through that person, we create organizations and businesses that spread good into the world. And I believe that you and your family and your wife are, are prime examples of that and send for this podcast to be the bridge between these two worlds, the connection, the magic is in the connection. And so uh, I thank you for being a part of my reentry, brother. This is my reentry into the world. Our our half of our team come out of the same spaces. Now we're here with you, brother, in your home, celebrating love, celebrating family. It's no light matter. And I knew that you and your wife was on this level, bro. And so to be here, it was only, of course, out of the goodness of God, but God manifests in people in real time. So, yeah, man, thank you. So now you know what I mean, to feel. I said, uh, he goes, no, you what's told the, me, he told me. <laughs> he, said, he said, what's the, you know, you know, you set the agenda. We have to make the intention yeah, and follow yeah, through with the action, yeah, yeah. the results. I said, the thing right now is let's just feel. Yeah. I want I want to just feel this. Oh, brother, energy. you see I got a bunch of dope yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Carter, so let's, it's important for the audience who, you know, with all of your insight into some of the, as I said, oh, well, offline, I was telling uh, Carter, I'm going to say this. When I was really thinking about you, man, and, and, and your access and the amount of businesses you've been a part of or the investors you've been a part of, I said, you know, 
Tobias, I think he's like the Kevin Bacon of investments. <laughs> You're like one degree separated yeah, from right. almost anybody. That's right. That's and, right. Then, and if you think about that for a while, second, that's a lot of that's a lot of opportunity. That's a lot of opportunity. It's not pressure. It's a lot of opportunity. Not for Carter. Not Carter. Has no <laughs> we can't no, set pressure. Oh, it's not yeah, pressure. Carter said no it's pressure, pressure, bro. I, I, I was careful no with pressure. my words, Tobias. I was careful with my words. And he smiles when yeah, he says exactly. it, no pressure. It's bro. like when people say good luck. I'm yeah. like, oh, luck is for the lack of prepared. Yeah. Right. No <laughs> luck needed man. here. That's I'll take some lucky breaks, but no yeah, luck needed. Right. Blessings, bro. Blessings. And these pro so so this 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 uh this relationships that you have. So talk about what from you know when I when I met you it was you know that show inter was interesting for me Hatch because mm. of the just amount of entrepreneurs we got to meet and seeing the different things so the amount of entrepreneurs the different levels of startup <laughs> to scale and um, got to nail it before you scale oh, it brother, don't get to yeah. the book yet. Don't get <laughs> okay to the we won't get to the book yet but um, for those listening who maybe they're not entrepreneurs yet or they haven't started a business yet but as you said your mom was a CEO she went to the, one of the best business schools in the world. And she's like, I'm going to take those skills and transfer them into being a mother. And so we're, a, we're on a big thing about how moms, um, you know, moms have the, you know, the most amazing transferable skills to be entrepreneurs and to run businesses. And, and to bias, one of the themes that keeps coming up, as I talked about earlier, is these transferable skills for him yes. to be able to go into a prison uh, being completely in the in the depths of hell and and flip it on its head and use these skills. I said, brother, that's what we've done over these last three years, and that's why we started what we're starting. Because I'm like, man, these these skills that you've cultivated need to be scaled out here, Appreciate and brother. let's teach people. Same way that if it's a mother or someone else in a situation, every one of us has these skills that can be transferred. They may not fit the resume perfectly, but they're things. So, what are the things that you look for? Have you seen from an entrepreneur standpoint? Um, uh, to be that 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 seem to resonate with most with you, be kind obviously is a huge one. Um, but it, it, from a skill set perspective, or something that you look for, is there something that you really zo zo you know zoom in on? Yeah, there's probably two or three things I look for when I when when talking to entrepreneurs. Um, the first is I love entrepreneurs that have strongly held beliefs loosely. Mm. And the mm. loosely is important in the world that we're living from a technical kind of kind of uh, perspective. So, you know, the world has never moved faster. There's never been more disruption. There might be something happening in healthcare that disrupts grocery and all these different things. And so, you know, I think one of the things our experience has been that people or businesses that are constantly learning, testing, iterating, those are the ones that scale, whether it's in life or in business exponentially um, versus linearly because they have that growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. So that's probably one thing that I, uh, that I really look for. Um, the other, again, for an entrepreneur is I, we always say you have to have a microscope in one eye and a telescope in the other. Tobias, you've read that chapter. I like it. But it's this idea, whether it's in your personal life or business, like you said, most of these things are transferable. You got to look at the here and now. You got to know what am I doing today or tomorrow or this week or this month. But you also have to get your head up and look into the future, right? So often we know people that only look down and they never step back. And whether that's enjoy the moment or look to the future, and so often we know people that love to hang out in the clouds. They're always thinking about the future and unicorns and Whole Foods is what they're dreaming of. And they're not looking down. So to me, it's that combination. And then the third one that I'd probably say 
And I, I think it's a reason why your, your podcast resonates with so many. And I mean this, uh, I use this word in a very positive light as storytellers, right? You realize so much of life is the ability to inspire and articulate a mission or things like that. And so when you think about from a, again, in, in my world with entrepreneurs, you have to storytell so you can raise capital. You have to storytell so that one person who shouldn't leave their cozy job and make the jump to come, you know, work on your team so that you can inspire him to come join the mission. So uh, I really love storytellers. And again, uh, I separate that from that friend we all know who's kind of full of BS, right? right? Not yeah, full of BS. That's yeah, not yeah. storytelling. That's full of BS. Yes, yes, but storytellers yes, that yes. inspire people and inspire those around them because it's so important. Incredible advice. Uh, 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 Carter, we, uh, we were in the book because I noticed when you were speaking. I'm like, oh, check, check, check. Yeah, exactly. uh, I was talking to uh, the brother Bomani who preps me normally for podcasts. And I said, how do we, do we apply this for people jumpstarting their lives. We're talking about a startup business with one of the, you know, bosses of the game. But how do we take this and give it to people seeking to start their lives? But you just spoke to something. I want to read it. I want you to explain in that context. It says, gain buy-in with heart, based momentum, storytelling. Gain buy-in with heart. And when me and uh, Tony was at Starbucks and I'm sitting here looking at my notes and he says, brother Carter has a big heart. And I was underlining heart when he said, based on momentum, momentum, storytelling. Uh, That was one of the things that had been one of my gifts. Uh, Some people say it's a talent or a skill, but I really think it's a big gift. It was able for me to talk to the governor and staff in a way that they understood my story. And so what do you mean by that? I understand how I gleaned, or we gleaned from it, but what do you mean by buy-in with heart-based momentum? Yeah, yeah, I I always talk about how you have to win hearts Mm. as much as minds, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of us go to try to win someone's mind, but we live in the people business, right? And so, so often, whether it's, you know, negotiating with your wife on what food to get that night, or whether it's negotiating a business deal or trying to get an investor, uh, I always say you got to start with the heart, right? And some of that starts with having the heart yourself. <laughs> yes. And then some of that kind of is the realization that so much we do in life comes from the subconscious and comes yes. from that heart. And so, again, it, it, it might seem logical to you, but that's mm-hmm. not the argument that needs to be made. It has to be inspiring and kind of winning those hearts over minds. Uh, Carter, inspiring, inspiring. So in the root of inspiring, it's spirit. So in the good currency uh, formula, it's really gain buy-in with spirit, bro. Yeah. Because that's really what the heart of it all is. Your father lives in the spiritual world. When my father passed, his spirit's still alive. Brother, because we're just clinging to bodies, we're going to be mourning all of us, because none of us gets out of here alive. <laughs> That's the reality. If you tell me one person at a big time, brother, then uh, we, you need to talk. But the whole point of it is that's how it, uh, it it spoke to me. When you spoke with the heart, it's those subconscious things, those those things that's beyond this tangible world. Seeing that inside the, the moment and then taking that and bringing it forth to touch people's hearts. And uh, I believe that's the greatest investment when we can invest in each other's heart health. You feel me? And that 
plays into the mind, our personas, and thus our business. And that's how we can create a better world and take care of the earth. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a point that I wanted to see. It's so. beautiful. And I think um, you had the first point you made when I asked you that question was about growth mindset, for example. Always, you know, be this, this you know, have a, have a passion, but be willing to, you know, adapt and, and pivot. And it goes to the, 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 that's what your dad taught you. The last conversation you had, he was in growth mindset. Mm. He was asking his younger son, who was yeah. 35, yeah. saying, I'm at a board meeting of $40 billion company. I'm not linear. I'm asking you for advice because you, I, and that, that's the perpetual, that, these are the transferable things we yeah. keep trying to think Brother, about. What his, in, in my evaluation, I know your father's spirit. Uh, I didn't know him personally. I haven't researched him or anything. But when we give value to each other, I would think that is, a, of course, your father loved you. I feel the love. I walked in the door. I was saying, I love you. Before I walked in the door. But when we feel valued, brother, that creates a safety space that we can care for ourselves and others. So, me seeing your father being, like you said, man, my father man, passed to the next level on the top of the game, bro. So we're going to fixture him right there. But my father gave value to me saying, what do you think, Carter? And I think that, that, that's the interesting point about that moment, right? He probably did think mm. to himself because of a growth mindset. I wonder if he has any suggestions for me. Mm. But he also didn't do anything by accident, right? Speak. So he knew by asking me, Speak, right? Huh? It, was a, it was a teaching moment. Just, just by asking me that, that was instilling something in That's me, right. right? I had a great, uh, my wife and I are, are very excited to start a family. And so I yes. think about parenting a lot. And mm. uh, recently um, we had this cute little girl at our beach house and, and, and she said, can we go look for the dogs again? Mm. And I said, you know, we're going to look for the dogs just because you're so cute. And then she looked at me and she goes, well, if I weren't cute, could we not go look at the dogs? I was like, oh, shoot, bad teaching moment. So I got down on one knee. I said, are you you a good human being? Mm -hmm. She said, yeah. I said, okay. That's go. why we're going to go look there for the go. dogs. And there I was like, oh, that was there a tough go. one. I almost reinforced um, that her value was going to be from uh, being cute. Speak. And I was like, okay, I got to fix this. Speak. I need to reinforce to her yes. that her value is that she's a good human being. And that's, that's why we're going to go look for those five cute little dogs <laughs> we have running around the house. What a great story. <laughs> that's investment. You know, you also said something about, um, about how your dad's legacy lives even more now than, you know. And, and I think this is what I'm learning about. Uh, these transferable skills, which are so important. I mean, Tobias Carter, I know you just met him for the first time, but I know you feel him. You know, he often says, you know, you know, uh, Oprah, who uh, one day got one, we'll have on her show. Um, She's, you know, she's often known for saying, if you know better, you do better in that phrase. And Tobias says, yeah, it's true, but you have to, if you feel better, you do better. Because a lot of us know, a lot of us know what to do. And we still, you know, we should eat right. We should work out every day, but it doesn't mean we do it. But when you feel better, you do better. And that's, all, that's a lot of the lessons I get from Tobias. And so a lot of the stuff I'm hearing from you today and this, this vibe is about feeling. It's about the heart. And if you can instill that, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, it transfers. And uh, I can see why um, the success of M13. So let's go into just for the audience is probably going to say, come on, guys, get to, the, get to some other stuff about uh, what Carter's up to. So you, you M13... The other thing that M13 does, anybody listening and, and, or watching, you need to check, follow them, you know, especially on like LinkedIn, B 
because you guys really do care, not just about your employees. I mean, you're constantly putting out, your company's constantly putting out amazing um, thought starters, you know, tidbits. And, and I read all of them because I'm like, man, these are so insightful. And I'm thanking you guys for taking the time to share this information with anybody. And so I thank you for that. Because, and by the way, anybody, you got to follow M13 uh, to get that information. And, I'm, and, and to, to the point of our conversation, it's not just if you're an entrepreneur. No. It doesn't matter where you are in life. The things that I read from M13, and I think they're intentional, uh, is transferable. I mean, there's just so much knowledge. So I appreciate you, uh, that you guys have instilled that because I know it comes from the top. You know, it has to. It has to come from you and your brother and, and your team around you. So talk about, um, so you want to start a family. Uh, I know you're going to say, in the fact that in that moment, you can recognize that I got to adapt and switch this gear with this child. Again, that just speaks volumes for, to be able to know this stuff. How does it feel to be married? And uh, have you noticed a, mm -hmm. uh, a shift in uh, how you're balancing your life, your time? And Yeah, yeah. They used to put uh, Carter on my, my cup at Starbucks. Now they just put <laughs> luckiest man in the world. So, yeah, I, I'm formally known as Carter now, officially known as the luckiest man in the world. But, uh, yeah, I obviously uh, just have the most, or not obviously, but I do have the most incredible wife. Uh, uh, we uh, have known each other for a long time, kind of reconnected. Uh, right before COVID and, and will forever be a COVID love story in the sense That's that right. we just got to know each other at a depth that probably wouldn't have been possible. Um, we're also busy. She has an incredibly busy schedule, travels a lot, um, but we were able just to kind of really get to know each other instead of at a superficial level, at a, at a very in-depth level. And, you know, the hardest part about my dad passing away was um, not only missing him, but you realize so much of how we show up in life is based on our foundational elements, right? Uh, the family, those we surround ourselves with, where we live, things like that. But, you know, the analogy that I use uh, after my dad passed, I felt like I was going to the gym and doing squats on a balance ball. And if you've mm. ever done squats on a balance ball, it is not mm. easy, no, right? But when you get to put two feet on the ground and you get to do squats, it's a heck of a lot easier. And so... You know, I just got really lucky with my wife. Uh, we're mm. incredible teammates. We're best That's friends. Right. Right. One of the things I really, based on past uh, relationships, wanted from my future wife was it was a non-negotiable that we both had to make each other the best versions hey. of ourselves. And so uh, we both kind of do that. And, uh, you know, my wife uh, is known for her sparkles and her pink and her personality. I wore pink just for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we... Uh, we don't believe in work-life balance, so we instead prescribe to work-life harmony. Amazing. So we're the type, you know, we'll make some breakfast, we'll talk about some work stuff, we'll go cuddle, we'll go kiss, yeah, we'll go yeah. take a walk down the block, yeah. but uh, it's just been absolutely incredible awesome. getting married 11-11 uh, last year, a number. 11, 11. That means a lot to her, so uh, it's been just incredible. Congratulations. I, yeah, I remember meeting you guys um, at the Tony Robbins 60th birthday party end of February of 2020, it was like, you kind of had a feeling it was going to be uh, that's a wrap on this one. But I remember uh, seeing a spark in you. Um, and, you know, you introduced me to her and, and I saw a spark in you and I'm like, man, this just seems different. Yeah. Uh, you could just tell. So congratulations. But tell, um, you must, in, in order for her to then have bring the best out of you, yeah. can you share some, I mean, just off the top of your head, it doesn't have to be uh, you know, thought, what are some of those things that she's brought out of you? Um, because I, I, I think our audience would be interested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, even if you think about uh, showing up in work, it's about 
just feeling at ease, right? Like, you know, every morning I wake up and, you know, I told her this morning, gosh, I just love you so darn much, right? And that's just, you can feel it when you're around me. You can see it when you're around me. Um, Just having that person, knowing that you have someone to hold your hand, you know, and, you know, the other day I was exhausted. I was like, actually, I just need you to hold me. That's right, that's right. <laughs> today that's I'm not right. holding you. Yeah, I just need right. to be held that's today, right. you know. That's right, um, and, and then there's like very tactical things, obviously. Um, you know, she's been very successful in her own right, incredibly successful yes. in her own right, has built a, a huge business. So I learn from her every day. Yes. Hopefully she learns from me. And so, uh, yeah, just feel very, 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 very yeah. lucky. Incredible. Well, listen, and by the way, for those who don't know, because we haven't mentioned her name, um, not not on purpose, but it's Paris Hilton. Just for those <laughs> who may not. But you can see it in his eyes. Oh, yeah. You didn't mean, I wasn't, yeah, you don't even need you to mention it. You can see it in his eyes. See, I, I just <laughs> fell in love with this girl named Paris. That's right. yeah. uh, the rest of the world, I say, knows her as Paris That's Hilton. Right. I just happen right. to be married and love this girl by the way, named yeah. Paris. Yeah. Talk about Paris. Can we just, yes. I mean, for right now, yeah. we have this show where we're going to work on called, called First of Many with Tony and Tobias. Where each episode we're going to go into a new city, and because he was known for thirty years with a as a number, yeah, he wasn't known as Tobias. H seven he, six four six four. And now he has a, a new number, which is his passport, which he's never used. I never used. And so each episode we go into a new city, and we and we learn from the culture and the food, but we also take someone from the let's say it's Paris, and that's actually the example we give. And we go and see someone who's lived there the we're whole time. We're talking life. about my wife. No, no, city. no, no. We're talking exactly. about the city. We're talking I, about the city. I, I knew that was going to yeah, hell. Paris, where, where are we going here? Paris, where are we going France. here? Paris, France. Um, someone who's, who's, who's never experienced Paris but's lived there. And then someone of affluence, and we bring these worlds together, right? And so we're heading out uh, in two weeks to, uh, yeah, to Paris. Yeah, I from and South Carolina. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we're going to yeah. experience that. Uh, so Paris has just been in sort of the ether. Awesome, of, of, yeah. Of our, and I, I'd be remiss not to mention the one thing that's really beautiful about our relationship is, you know, Paris, uh, as of about, I guess, two years ago, really, right, came out with this documentary, now that we mm. talked about who my wife is, right, came out with this documentary called This Is Paris. Yes talked about abuses she had suffered, you know, in the troubled teen industry 20 years ago that she had never talked about. Part of that was she built her brand on this image of being perfect. But as I think we've all come to realize, there is no such thing as perfect. And uh, part of our love story forever will just be watching her ethos change. Mm. Um, Paris has always been very, you know, philanthropic, uh, the children's wing at the hospital here in L.A. is is named after Paris because she gave a large donation. You know, when she used to DJ in Ibiza, she would do phone parties for kids who were underprivileged or had disabilities. But um, watching her change her ethos and go, wow, I can use my platform to make the world a better place yes. and make it better. Um, and, you know, you hear her talk about now she says she's changed uh, we won't go too far down the rabbit hole, but she's changed laws in seven states. Yes. She's well, that's something to commemorate. Yes. Introducing. Oh, yeah. man, man. <laughs> now, just a quick story. I know we were about to wrap this up. Rather, uh, you know, the love of my life, her name is Kimmy. Her son, uh, her nephew is a real techie, 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 techie. I'm talking about this is his his world. So we're sitting here talking about NFTs like two years ago. And so I said, bro, I have no idea what an NFT is, nor that world. And I said, brother, tell me about that world and who are some of the people who pushed that forward and made it what it is. And he said, oh, our queen. <laughs> brother, our queen. 
It's Paris. Yeah, they call her the queen of the metaverse. That's what the Twitter queen, calls you her. Feel? I'm talking about this is years ago. So, yeah, just to honor her in this space and, uh, you know, what you're saying and how y'all add to each other and bring about your most best selves so you can give that to the world. And you can see it, though. I mean, the transformation. I'm not saying you weren't philanthropic. I'm not saying she wasn't. Clearly she was. But you can see this is the part of, of the transfer of, like, your Kimmy, my Erica, your Paris. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to be so blessed and honored to meet these Bless. souls that we could then almost compete for good. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I see you two, and, I, and I'm just from afar, re, you know, just reading the headlines. I'm like, wow, these two are competing for good. Yes. <laughs> and that's, if you're going to compete for anything that's worth competing for, it's, to, it's, it's for good and how to uplift. Uh, the trenches. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Uh, me and uh, Bomar was talking about the book, and the trenches. And it was like, you feel me, unconventional. Now I get it now. You wasn't talking about the business world in the trenches, bro. You're talking about the trenches of life, man. And so Omani was on it. He's like, no, he talking about the business, but we're going to see. No, the business of life coming from those deep roots and foundations, as you just said, for those who thought it was about business, but take it and excel in your business. But those who know that the business in this life is doing good for ourselves and others. And definitely, bro, you're bossing that. (laughs) Carter, we appreciate, uh, you know, we're going to respect this time. And and hopefully, you know, we could um, have you back on the show um, later on and just uh, just let this be a flowing conversation for our whole entire ethos right now is to um, elevate those who are, you know, people, products and planet saving techniques are doing good. That's why Good Currency is a flow. And we're working with Good News Network to really propel these stories um, so we thank you for your time. But before we leave, uh, mm. we have uh, just three quick rapid-fire questions um, that yeah, we want to answer you. Mm. Yeah. No pressure. Bear, no, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Exactly. Oh, never no pressure. <laughs> so first question, what's your favorite quote that you often recite when you need a pick-me-up? Oh, that's a good good question when I need a pick-me-up. Uh I think it just goes back to this ultimate luxury in life is getting to do what you want with who you want and never losing sight of that. That's that's a great answer, man. Question number two, what has been your wisest personal investment? Your wisest personal investment. Uh, We already talked about being a good human being, but I think it's, it's honestly just always investing in that. And then the... Second thing would be I've invested a lot of time into learning how to communicate better. And you realize it kind of goes with storytelling, but it's kind of an mm. offshoot of storytelling. So much of life is communication, yes. again, with your children, with yeah. your wife, yes. with your colleagues. And so yes. I spent a lot of time understanding how to communicate, understanding the subconscious. So. You know, if we could just two-second riff on that. Think about it. When he told that, that child, Mm-hmm. And he said, well, because you're so cute. Had she not communicated with him, yes, yes, yes. she would have, okay, cool. Yeah. You would have never had that learning lesson. Yeah. So at a young age, mm-hmm. she was wise enough to yeah. communicate her feelings to you yeah. and say, well, so what if I wasn't cute? And he was yeah. wise enough to, to come then, down exactly. to knee so we face to face eye to eye so we can get this. That's right. Come on, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, Paris, uh, growing up, they called her Star or Starry, and her grandma would tell her, you're going to be more famous than Paula Abdul. <laughs> You're going to be one of the most famous people in the world. And this is as, as a six-year-old. And 
I don't think it's by accident no, she became paracelted. So you realize, yes, right, yes. all of these things, you know, if I had told that little girl we were going to go see the dogs because she was cute, yeah. right, that would have re been reinforcing a value that she would have held that, oh, if I'm to. cute, I have to be cute, right? Yeah. And so it's really just yeah. valuable to understand these things because they all have ramifications. Amazing. And the last one is, and I, what would be the best set of advice and I think we're, we're Tony. I mean, I think the answer, I almost, our audience probably knows this by now because of, of who you are, but what would be the best advice that maybe we haven't talked about right now that you'd give your younger self? I think uh, the, the quote that I like is sometimes you need to go slower to go faster, right? And so I go a mile a minute. You saw me. I darted up here. Yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to dart out of here because I want to hang with you guys. But, you know, I'm always on the move, always going fast, always talking fast. But I view life like a game of soccer. Sometimes you got to sprint. Sometimes you got to jog. Sometimes you got to walk. And sometimes to get to where you want to go in the fastest way possible, you got to slow down. And whether that's to enjoy the moment, whether that's to strategize, whether that's to get your wits about you, whatever it is, I'm always telling people, you want to move with urgency, but you want to do it in a smart way. Yeah, well, listen, I hope uh, everyone enjoyed it. This conversation was incredible. Hey. Carter, again, thank you for inviting us to your humble abode. And just, uh, I really appreciate this time, man. Can you, can you tell our audience where we can follow you and uh, buy the book? Uh, yep, best place to buy Shortcut Your Startup is on Amazon. Best place to follow me is probably LinkedIn these days. Awesome. And what is your handle? Uh, at Carter Ream. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for everything. And uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the podcast. So thank, thank you, you guys for bringing it to not only me, but everyone else I listening. I appreciate you. God bless, brother. Don't forget to check out new episodes every Monday. We're super excited about this. I'm Carter Ream. I'm Tony Samadani. I'm Tobias Tubbs. And we are Living, living Good, good Currency. currency.